You're listening to the Wicked Case Podcast featuring Cool Kyle and the Rev Kev. Howdy, everyone. Welcome to this week's installment of the Wicked Case Podcast. It is me, the one and only Rev Kev, and my co-host, Rhea Ripley, because she's such a Kyle. Wow. Cold-blooded. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, and I'm like, you showed me that video, and you were like, oh, Rhea's such a Kyle. I was like, He's, his new nickname is going to be Rhea now, so you're now known as Rhea. Wow. Not a bad thing. I mean, you're the SmackDown Women's Champion, so that's that's good stuff. That is true. So, um, sorry, she had to get a sip of water. I've had a bit of a throat issue recently with uh, my new job. I think I'm collecting too much dust, and it's just, it's killing me. I can't register my high voices. I can't do my Mario voice. I can't do my Mickey Mouse voice. My daughter's very disappointed, and Aww. she tells me, Father... I can't believe you done that. And it's just, it's not good. Um, so we've got some stuff to talk about. I, so we did the episode last week, which was the Stanley Cup preview or what we thought was going to happen. I do believe that I forgot to mention the EA Sim. I don't think we talked about that. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to try to do a quick recap. And I do mean quick recap of um, all the series. Everybody's been into four games now. So it's just a matter of waiting for... The rest of them you played out and to see how the rest of the first round ends up. There's been a lot of interesting stuff that has happened. Um, also, we'll have some conspiracy theories that are sports related to talk about. There'll be no no issues this time like there was the last time. So that'll be a sort of a do you believe segment. Um, but first things first, we have a new Patreon subscriber. Our first one. It is uh, my mom. So first off, shout out to you, mom. Thank you very much. <laughs> She said she'd like to go under the alias of Rev's mom. So the Rev's mom, thank you for the Patreon subscribe. Yeah. She thought your picture of the 18-inch corn dog was hilarious. Yeah. And she did say she wanted to be on today's show. So we're just kind of talking and stalling for time while she texts me <laughs> so we can give her a quick phone call. Do you um, have any uh idea what you want to talk about with her or um do you want you want to just uh, to rapid fire some questions out there? I mean, to we could, we let could, them get to know her. We could rapid fire some questions. We could just talk. I don't. That's a good question. I don't really know what we are going to talk about. I didn't really go through that. <laughs> I, I think we're just kind of kind of wing it. I guess yeah. while we're waiting, I'll uh, quickly try to get the um, the EA Sports things out of the way because I already um, I already have these up and ready to go. So there were two different simulations that I did, and I know I talked about this last week, but I, like I said, I don't think I went over them, and if I did, we're going to do it again uh, for due diligence. So this one is what would be considered the um, the quick sim. So it's basically just when you go into the NHL game, you can press, like, skip to next game, and it goes to the next game. There's also a button that's simulate, and if you click into it, it, like, brings you into the game, and it shows you, like, what's happening and who scores all the goals and goals and People refer to that as the quote-unquote real-time sim. So for the quick sim, this is what EA Sports had. Uh, they had Carolina winning in six. They had the Rangers winning in five. They had the Panthers winning in five. And they had the Lightning sweeping the Leafs in four. So that none of that looks like it's going to happen. Um, 
Carolina, well, potentially Carolina could win in six if they lose to game five, of course. Yeah. They are up 3-1 in the series, so we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, then they had Carolina winning in five in round two against the Rangers. They had the Panthers knocking off the Lightning uh, in six, and then they had the Panthers going to the conference finals against the Hurricanes with Carolina winning in six. On the flip side, they had Colorado sweeping Seattle. They had Dallas beating Minnesota in six. Vegas knocking off Winnipeg in seven. And L.A. sweeping Edmonton in, uh, in four. Uh, Dallas winning in five against uh, Colorado. Six games for the Kings over the Knights. And then seven games, L.A. beats Dallas to get to the Stanley Cup final. But they come up just short as Carolina wins in six games uh, over the L.A. Kings. So that's the first sim. The second sim which was the real-time sim, which took forever. Because that first round, it just you have to do all the games, and it takes forever. Yeah. Um, it had Carolina winning in five, the Rangers winning in five, Florida winning in seven. So both times it had Boston out in the first round, which mm-hmm. I found fascinating. And it flipped the, the sweep. So it went from Tampa Bay sweeping to now Toronto sweeping to get out of the first round. Had the Rangers winning in seven against the Hurricanes. Again, it had the Panthers winning in the second round. This time in five games against the Light and against the Leafs, it had the Panthers winning in six games against the Rangers. So the Panthers going to the finals, which I don't think that's going to happen, but you can never rule it out. That's true. Uh, it had Colorado winning winning in seven against Seattle, Dallas sweeping Minnesota, Winnipeg knocking off Vegas in seven, and L.A. winning in seven against Edmonton. So I think both times Edmonton got knocked out in the first round. Uh, Dallas winning in six against Colorado. Winnipeg winning in five against LA. Winnipeg sweeping Dallas to get to the finals. And the quick time, the real time sim has Winnipeg and Florida in the finals, and they have Winnipeg winning it in five games. Oh, wow. So, you know, I'll say this for EA Sports it looks nice, but um, when it comes to uh, like actual simulation being correct, it, it's not. Yeah. It's not. I wish it was. I wish they would focus less on hot cards and making money though i will say people spending 70 dollars for a pack of cards on on like on a video game virtually i can understand why you would care more about the money than you would care about the the content of the game yeah because that's their whole game the the whole idea is to make money off of it and if people are willing to spend that money then Mm -hmm. it's just a, a bonus for them exactly um what's been new in your world while we're uh just kind of in a holding pattern right now. <laughs> um, I mean, nothing crazy is going on right now. Um, Which is good. Hey, your favorite time of the year is right around the corner. Yes. We're summer. A couple, couple weeks away from uh, from summer. Summer. One of my favorite times of the year. I love uh, water parks and, you know, uh, going fishing and camping and anything outdoors I can do, I love. She's ready. She's ready. She's ready. All right. Show me her number. Yeah, I will. Hold on. You don't want to say it on air, so that we no, aren't no, corn. we do not want to do that. She would be very disappointed with me. Just read it to yourself out <laughs> quietly. <laughs> okay. All right, we're gonna see if this works. We we tested it out with just me a few minutes ago, and it did do okay. So we'll see if this works. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Yeah, <laughs> first time giving a call and seeing what happens. All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> That's great. Hello. Hello. Can you hear us? Uh, I can sort of hear you. Welcome to the Wicked Case Podcast. It is your child and your other child. (laughs) 
Yeah, you guys are a little bit muffly. Hold on. He's me... he's working on it. This is the first time we've done this, so there might be a couple of hiccups, but that's okay. Yeah, we're giving it giving it a try here. Can you hear us now? Is it better? Is it now? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because we can, we can hear you. Yeah, we, we can. I'm not trying to give dead air. I'm just waiting to see if you're... No, we're good. We can totally hear you. You're you're coming in crystal clear. You're perfect. It's just us on the other end to you. I'm trying to think of why that would be, why we sound muffled. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we can definitely hear what you're doing on us. You can just talk and say hello to everybody if you'd like. I, I don't know if she can hear us. Hold on. <laughs> that's better. I can hear you. Oh, that's good. That's good. As you're moving the mic, I can hear. Okay, so maybe it's the mic that we have to deal yeah. with here. Can you just hear me, or can you hear both of us? I don't know if. Hold on. I'm trying to move the mic and make this work. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to figure out why it's. I mean, maybe it's doing it through the phone. Yes, no, that's good. I can hear it fine. You can hear me, but you, I bet you can't hear Kevin because it's. I think it's coming through the speaker of the phone, not the actual uh, thing here. Yeah, I, I can hear you, but I can't hear Kev, Rev Kev. That's okay. Nobody needs to hear the Rev. <laughs> oh, no, I can hear you now a little bit, Kevin, if you get closer to the phone or whatever that speaker that Kyle's using. Oh, so, so put it right here. So maybe we should just do it this way. So you can, so you can hear us now? Yeah, I can hear both of you clear, yep. All right, cool. Hi, Mom. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. Welcome to the Wicked Case Podcast. Why, thank you. Am I the first caller ever? First caller ever, and we just shouted you out to be our first Patreon subscriber, and we greatly appreciate it. Yes, I know. I was sitting there thinking one day, and I said, you know, I believe in these boys, so yeah. I'm going to take, I'm going to jump right in, and I want to be the first one. Yeah. Um, because I know um, this is something you guys have worked really hard for. And I'm so proud of both of you. But my only thing is, could you guys please put more content on the app? More content on the app? On the Patreon Yeah, app. I don't, I don't want to oh. just see Kyle with the corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a sexy photo. <laughs> it's an interesting photo. And every time I open the app, it's the first thing that pops open. It's yeah. kind of scary after a while. We we do have other stuff, so I'll we'll fix that. Okay. I, I told you about the other stuff. We okay. have the two the two videos I can send to you of us doing the the one chip challenge and that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, I would love to see some different things. Yeah, we're um, definitely going to put some more stuff up there. Okay, awesome. And then um, the only thing I had just a couple of other things I wanted to just talk to you guys quick about. Kevin, I want you to know that your grandmother is seventy two. She is not in her seventies or eighties. Um, if you had bet on that 80 to 1 odds horse that you talked about in like one of the first episodes I'm glad to hear that you would buy Bruins tickets for the brew crew and not share at all with your mother <laughs> you could have come along um, do the Ken Griffey Juniors ring a bell yes they were very... does that $300 jersey that you talked about one of your surprise Christmas gifts that ring a bell I'm beginning to okay. think this was a mistake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Okay, and then my other my other thing was, 
I, I really enjoy your, your podcast. They are so much fun to listen to, and they're really amazing. Um, you guys do such a great job. You can tell that you're not like amateurs. You guys have gone to school for this. You studied hard. You went to school for a while. It wasn't just like a weekend and you became certified. You guys went for through the snow. You drove all that way to go to school. So, again, I'm really I'm very proud of both of you. Um, you've come a very long way. And um, I would like to hear, if I can just input a little something else, um, I enjoy what you talk about. I like the games that you play and the questions and stuff like that. Um, but I would like to know if you can talk about other things that besides sports. Like, you talk about certain sports, which I love because I love sports. But if you could add baseball, even though you're not a fan of baseball, and maybe talk about all the teams and not just the Red Sox. Um, and then um, just like some current events, like music. It doesn't have to be like religious or po political. Nope. But, you know, just maybe some <clears throat> other things that are happening with some celebrities or stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I, you, know, like, that, you know, like fine. when stuff happens in the world, like, the train derailment that happened in um, East Palestine, um, you know, just stuff like that. And maybe try to find a website that would maybe give you guys um, where people could donate to that. That's a safe website if you guys did research on that. You know, just stuff like that. Okay. She, she, and, um, she came prepared. And, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay. And then the only other thing I have, was if um, Kyle, if you had any questions for his Rev Kev's mom about Rev Kev, if there's anything you would like to know. Oh God! Oh boy! Uh yeah. There's there's plenty of questions I have about the Rev. Uh why why don't we start with you telling me what Rev was like when he was a child? He was very good. He never got into any trouble when he was little. The only thing I can remember about um, the Rev is he he was probably two and obviously didn't know any better. We were at the grocery store, and I was cashing out, and we wheeled the cart out, and he lifted up his hand, and he had a pack of gum in his hand that I did not pay for. So I had to wheel back into the store, go to the courtesy desk, and he... I just paid for the gum. He wanted it anyway, so I paid for the gum. Um, it was like little chiclet gum, so it wasn't like it was big chewing gum because he was only two. Um, but that's that's one of the things I remember. But he was always really good, always so good. Um, he listened very well. I was told many times when he was under five years old that he was very well-mannered. Sorry, listeners, I don't know what happened. <laughs> you have my utmost apologies, but I did, as a single mom, do my very best to make sure that he was always polite. Um, he was always involved in sports, kept him out of trouble. Um, hey, well, I will, yeah. I will say I think he turned out pretty well. You know, I agree. I agree. I mean, once in a while he can give me a little shit, but... You know, usually. Yeah, he does. The only <laughs> thing I'm really majorly concerned about is, as he's talked about in uh, past episodes, is his weight. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so, if it's any consolation, uh, I'm also a chunky boy as well. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. But you didn't pass out on air. 
Just saying. That wasn't from weight. That was from <laughs> laughing too hard. And if he laughs okay. any harder, he might pass out. I might out. pass out myself. <laughs> but it still needs to be addressed, and we, Rev and I have already discussed it. Oh, so Jesus. moving forward, anything else? Are uh, you curious about anything else? Uh, can you remember any embarrassing stories about the Rev? Um, I mean, one, ones that can be repeated on air. Yeah, I, nothing seriously comes to mind right now. Um, okay. You want a story for you? I got a story for you, and she can probably and then, she can probably revise some of it when I tell you this. When okay, I was, go ahead, Rev. What was I four when we went to Sesame Place? And we were at a Howard Johnson's for breakfast, and my pancakes came in my high chair, and I fell asleep, and I went face first right into the pan the pancakes and syrup, Ooh. and I got that up, is, and there was syrup all over my face. That is very correct. That uh, is correct. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily call it embarrassing, but yeah. no, and if you're gonna no. talk if you're gonna talk about me taking stuff when I was two at the grocery store, he has to also mention that when I was around that same age, my dad would have his beer in a koozie and I would run over to it thinking it was soda, grab the beer and start chugging it. <laughs> thinking yeah. that it was soda. And my dad would yeah. go, What are you doing? Give me that and <laughs> Maybe that's what turned me off alcohol. I had it at such a young age. I didn't want it. Yeah, you're like, I'm done. This is it. Yeah, that could be. That could be constituted as an embarrassing moment. I think that the gum incident was more an embarrassment for me than it was for the two-year-old. Well, to be fair, at least I was like two. I didn't really know what I was doing. I wasn't. No, like well, that's I was, why I said that from the beginning. I wasn't like. Um, I don't. I don't really know of any embarrassing situations. Oh, thank God. That come to mind? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'll think about it when I get off the air with you guys, but I'm, I'm right now, I, nothing comes to mind. I, like I said, he, the Rev was always a very polite young man. That's because I was an only child. I didn't have any other influences to harass me. <laughs> no, it and was because I, I was pretty much on you all was. the time. She was. Yeah. She was. I mean, that yep. makes sense, though, you know? <laughs> yep. All right. So I think... That's enough stories about the Rev. Okay. Uh, I think we want to hear a little bit about you. That's 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 we want the listeners to kind of get to know you a tiny bit. Okay. Um. Well, I live in Florida in Port St. Lucie, and uh, I'm getting married in June. I'll be up in Connecticut for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Kevin is very much. I have to say, the Rev Kev is my greatest accomplishment in my life. Oh, um, he has always been a joy. We had we have a very close relationship. The Rev and I do. Hitting um, with the feels. He he is my one of my absolute favorite people on the planet. And uh, this planet, we yeah, I um, what, what are you doing, guy? I'm trying to get comfortable here. Jesus, uh, I, this isn't an episode I, of Oprah, man. You can just do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are unbelievable um Can't i'm really excited about being part of the uh wicked k's community now that i'm on the app the nation the nation the wicked nation um i'm hoping that more people will follow and and sign up for the patreon i think that it's going to be great and i don't think you're going to be disappointed well, we appreciate that. Yep. Yeah, it's. I'm looking forward to coming home next time after the wedding and and seeing you guys at a new affair. I want to see a booth yeah. at the fair. 
Oh, that's something we're definitely planning on we're doing. We're definitely planning on doing that, absolutely. Yeah, and if that's something I can help with, if I can buy, like, some T-shirts or I have a cricket machine, I can make stuff. So anything you guys want, you let me know. Ooh. I mean, we, we might take you up on that offer. Absolutely. Okay. You just let me know. Oh, we definitely will. <laughs> um. Yeah, other than that, I mean, I miss the Rev a lot because we don't see each other except on um, FaceTime. But... Oh. Um, that's why I really enjoy the shows because it's like I listen to them in the car a lot, and it's like you guys are right here in the car. Hey, by the way, you have uh, more good news coming your way because I recently found out that the Florida Panthers, who are playing the Bruins right now in the series, are 90 minutes away from where you live. So nice. next year, I am definitely planning on coming down to visit you, me and Kyle, and going to a Panthers-Bruins game. And you are obviously okay. are more than welcome to come with us. Yes, and you guys are always more than welcome to come in here and visit here. Oh, that was that's the plan. I got to see what the schedule yeah. looks like for next year and when they're going to be down in Florida. But we'll definitely be down, hopefully, to to do the show. That, Maybe, that would it, be yeah, amazing. We could do a show down there. Oh yeah, I can, absolutely I, do this a show. Equipment is portable, man. I can take it wherever. We're poolside down in Port St. Lucie. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be amazing. That would be amazing. That would be cool. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it about me. Um, I don't really know. This might be a little. Anything. This might be a little off topic, but I know you said that you had a catchphrase. So if you want to throw your catchphrase out there, so we can clip it and we can use it on our show, go ahead. Yeah, my catchphrase is, and I use it a lot because I'm sorry, and I'm born and raised Connecticut girl, but I am really sorry to say this on air, but Florida drivers are terrible. They're absolutely terrible, and I know I'm a transplant too. But there's way too many people coming here now. Please stop coming to Florida. Go someplace else. I'm sorry. <laughs> we love your tourism. We love your dollars. But just come and visit and go back to where you were originally from. Damn you people. Go back to your shanties. <laughs> so, anywho, my catchphrase, because of all these crazy people down here, especially the Floridians that don't know how to drive, um, especially in the rain, they don't know how to drive in the rain. Um, if you're not from New England or somewhere where it snows, you just don't know how to drive when the roads are wet and slick. Um, most of the accidents that happen, the cars have a Florida plate. So on that note, my catchphrase is, you're such a jackass. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And that will definitely be clipped and that will definitely be used in replacement of the sad trombone. Oh, very cool. I am very honored. Thank so, you so much. So we'll have the L.A. Night one. We'll have the one with Lilybug. We'll have Eddie's, and then we'll have yours, and we'll just keep those in rotation for now until something else comes up. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Anything- well, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I have some errands to run on my lunch break, so I am going to sign myself off. But it has been an absolute pleasure to be the first caller, and the first one... To get on to um, Patreon, I am loving it, and I look forward to more content on it. And you guys just keep doing what you're doing. I'm proud of you, and you guys are rocking it so god so god darn hard. Thanks, mom. She keeps hitting the. You're fields. welcome. I love you both. <laughs> love you. Love you. Peace and love, mom. Let's get wicked. Can't wait. Can't. Yeah, let's get wicked. Woohoo! Wicked Tessa. <laughs> Bye, mom. Bye, guys. Have a great one. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That was amazing. <laughs> I was not expecting her to be 
that prepared. Like you, you and I were literally just talking. What kind of questions are we going to ask your mom? And she just comes boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I will say there is another critique that she has that specifically pertains to you. She's not a fan of all the poop humor. Oh, come on. <laughs> poop humor is great. Poop. It's universal. Everybody poops. <laughs> I know, but she's she's talked to me about it before. She goes, you guys do a great job. And, you know, oh, and to also, um, to hit her concern about talking about more sports, specifically baseball and stuff, I'll say this. Baseball is very young into the season, and I know I don't talk a lot about NBA, and I do apologize for that, and I should probably talk more NBA. But, again, we haven't anybody that sent us a comment or a message or something saying, hey, could it be a possibility if you guys could talk basketball? Now, that could come from someone like, mm, I don't know, Colin, because Colin likes basketball. But I, I, I just being honest, I don't follow it like I would follow the NHL. And with the pace that the Bruins are on right now, that's kind of my main focus. So for that, I will say to anybody that's listening who wants to hear other sports content, I'm sorry. I can't speak for you. I'm sure you say sorry, too. But yeah, I, I mean, mean, once we once we get to like the conference finals for basketball, I'll probably obviously be a little bit more invested because now you're down to the final four. I can say basketball related. I am surprised and I know you don't know this, but I'm surprised that the Miami Heat, who are the eight seed, are currently leading the one seed Bucks three games to one. Now, that could be because Giannis was hurt and Giannis didn't play a lot. Aside from that, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I'm, I do. I, ha- I will say there is something I wanted to talk to you, but I'm going to talk to you off air about it. Okay. As we get further into more what we do, I will. I have an idea to remedy that. Okay. So we'll we'll talk about it off air because I don't want to promise the people anything. Oh, that's good. We shouldn't do that because if we promise, that's bad. Yeah. No. Well, the only time we'll talk about it on a, on things on air is if we're really planning on doing it. Right. All right. So let me let me run through this real quick because I do want to get to these conspiracy theories because we're uh, almost about halfway through uh, our our episode. We usually do about an hour. So, pardon me. Hold on. So here's a quick playoff recap for all the Stanley Cup playoff games through um, four games so far. So first and foremost, you got the Boston Bruins and the Florida Panthers. Uh, Bruins took game one. People did say that, you know, they might have gotten a little bit lucky with a couple of bounces. That's what the Stanley Cup playoffs are all about. Lucky yeah. bounces. Uh, Panthers definitely responded in game two with a big 6-3 win. God bless you. <laughs> Bruins did not have a full effort. Uh, Bruins came back strong and took game three and four, 4-2 four, and 6-2, and have put themselves in a very great spot for uh, a potential win in game five to end the series. He's going to blow his honker, for those of you who are asking. That's what you're wondering what's in the background. The one thing I will say about this series, and I'm sure you can uh, attest to this, um, I'm calling it out right now, and I know other people have, so it's not like I'm being you know, very um, independent here. The NHL Department of Player Safety, and specifically George Peros, who's in charge of it, is a fucking joke. You're telling me, oh, Matthew Kinchuk can just come up from behind and cross-check Garnet Hathaway in the fucking kidney... And then he's going to get a $5,000 fine for it and no suspension. They have to – you got to reset everything if you're the Department of Player Safety. Literally reset everything and go from there and make the standard. If this is what you do, this is what you get. Michael Bunting got suspended three games for whatever the hell it was he did. And I don't quite remember off the top of my head. It was after the end of the period. There's no reason for you to do it. And then guess what? Matthew Kachuk freaking did it again in the second period. 
When is it going to end? And then the other players get suspended because they feel like they have to police themselves because the referees or the Department of Player Safety, and I use that in air quotes, don't do it. If nothing else, Kachuk should have gotten at least a one-game suspension. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a menace out there. He's been... He's a great player. He is an absolute great player. But as, as far as scoring points, 109 points, whatever it was he scored this year, hell of a player. But as far as like a personality and stuff, he's a clown show. His whole family's like that. Brady was like that. His father, Keith, was like that. That's the style and that's the game they play. And that's fine. But at the same time, like, no. You can't be upset. And then he was... He, I don't know if you read the, the, the comment he made no. after the game. So they asked him about, like, what was going on with him and Lena Salmark because Lena Salmark wanted to fight him. Yeah. And his thing was, and I apologize for saying this, but it is politically correct to say it this way. He said he wanted to find out why they call him Big Penis Linus. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody said, well, now we know the reason why they call you Pussycat Matt. Because, <laughs> which I thought was funny. There's actually a girl I follow on Twitter. Shout out to Lauren, who I think her name is uh, Big Bruins Energy on Twitter. Follow her. She's hilarious. She's a big Derek Forbert fan. She loves Derek Forbert. Um, and I might text her or message her and be like, hey, I mentioned you on my show, but I gave you full credit. I was like, <laughs> yo, that's funny. I saw that. I was like, pussycat Matt. That's fucking funny. That's, like, that's pretty good. But he hid behind the refs. Yeah. Go hide behind the refs. Take your beating. Yeah. And then someone else had, saw, had posted that somewhere in like the backwoods of like America, uh, hidden, is uh, Tim Thomas smiling because he obviously beat the crap out of Burroughs and stuff in that Va- Vancouver series. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing, too. As a goalie, you got to stand up for yourself. You can't just let players push you around. Right, exactly. So I'm glad that Lena stood up for himself. And, I mean, obviously he got kicked out of the game, but that point the game was – that's the other thing I don't like, too. Like, when you're up that big in a series, when you're up 6-2 in a game that's already over – don't why you gotta go the physical route? Just get the game over with. Take your lumps. They want to be goons. I know that, but then 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 the league needs to step in and take care of that and police that because somebody is severely going to get hurt. And if it's one of their all stars or whatever or superstars, then they're going to be pissed. Let's yeah. say, for instance, case in point, and I don't want any harm to be done to anybody. Let's say that the Kings go up and they win six two against the Oilers. Oilers decide they want to be dirty. Someone starts throwing hits around, and then the next thing you know, Connor McDavid gets hurt. Now your big time, big name superstars out. What are you going to do now, player safety? Yeah, and and it it shouldn't matter who the player is and what's going on. Five thousand dollar fine, fine. It's whatever. I'm moving on to the next thing. But I hope for Boston's sake they get done into the series in five games. And this is pre-done on Tuesday, so the game would technically be Wednesday. So by the time you hear this, hopefully the Bruins series is over, or you and I are very much stressing out because Game Seven's tonight. I don't want that. No. Um, the My favorite series so far going on is this Toronto-Tampa series, and I know we talked about this before we started the show. Lightning come into Tampa Game 1, uh, Toronto Game 1. They win 7-3, blow the Leafs out. Leafs got to respond with a big game, Game 2. They win 7-2, blow the Lightning out. Uh, Lightning had a lead going into the third period or whatever, or in the third period of game three at home. Leafs tie it up with a minute to go with Ryan O'Reilly. They win it in overtime with a Morgan Riley goal. Leafs win 4-3. Leafs game, game four, we're down 4-1. And for Leafs fans, that's triggering because back 10 years ago in 2013, they were up 4-1 in game seven against the Bruins, as we all know. And they lost that game 5-4. This time around, though, the Leafs tie the game 4-4 and win it in overtime. I was shocked when I woke up and saw. I did fall asleep, and that's on me. I was tired. and I wake up, and I'm like, the Maple Leafs won? I'm like, no, that must have been from the other day they won in overtime. And I click, and I look back, and I'm like, holy shit, they did win in overtime. And I watch the highlights, and I'm just, 
I've watched them multiple times. I'm not even a Leafs fan. I'm like, unfrickin' believable. Sports are just just goes to show you that you can be down and they hey. I mean, you know, and I I would say theirs is slight I wouldn't say as impressive as the Bruins because the Bruins one was a game seven do or die. Because they could have tied it at four and still lost the series. But the Leafs pretty much scored the three goals to tie it between the ten minute and like four minute mark. So within six minutes, they got three goals, two from Austin Matthews, and they've been doing a good job of screening Vasilevsky and not letting him see the puck. And Tampa Bay has been hampered with some injuries, but I told you, eventually Tampa Bay is going to slow down. You mm-hmm. can't be playing all these extra games three, four years in a row. It's going to catch up to you. Yeah. And the crazy thing, too, is the Leafs did the, the best possible scenario. They went down to Tampa and won two games, and they're still not happy because they could still lose this series. Mm. And it's good that Austin Matthews had said in his post-game uh, conference and game at the end of game four, the series isn't over yet. The fourth one's the hardest to win. It's always the hardest to win. And I can't imagine how hard the fourth one's going to be to win when you haven't won since 2004. But the Leafs have set themselves up perfectly. You go home for game five against the Tampa Bay Lightning. You're in your home building. Your barn's going to be rocking. You have a chance to send these people into a frenzy. Granted, they're probably going to be looking forward to seeing the Bruins in the next round, but you'll cross that bridge when you come to it, one round at a time. Yeah, exactly. Um, The Carolina Islanders series is pretty much gone as expected. Carolina leads three games to one. They won a big game two at home in overtime, and aside from that, they won game one. They won 2-1, which is a close game, 5-1, 5-2 in the two road games against— I'm sorry, they lost 5-1 to the Islanders, and they won 5-2. So the Canes, I believe, are playing tonight when this is being recorded, so they have a chance to end the series tonight back home in Carolina. I'm fully expecting them to win this series mm. uh, and move on to the next round. And then the other interesting series, at least on the east side, the Devils-Rangers. Uh, Rangers won the first two games 5-1 in New Jersey, and the Devils have come back with a scrappy 2-1 oh, pardon me, scrappy 2-1 overtime win in Game 3, and then winning 3-1 in New York in Game 4. So the home team has yet to win a game yet. Now Jersey has the home ice advantage back. Can they take advantage of that? We'll see. That's going to be an interesting game. Um... And the Western Conference, quickly, you got Colorado and uh, Seattle. I don't think a lot of people expected Seattle to do a lot of things, obviously, because Colorado's the defending Stanley Cup champs and all that stuff. But the Kraken took game one in Colorado. Big, big statement. Avs came back to win game two, 3-2. Avs won in uh, Seattle 6-4, and I watched the game last night, the end of it. 3-2 in overtime, and that place is that place is crazy. Yeah. They said they're trying to think of names to call like their whole setup. Because like Winnipeg has the Winnipeg whiteout and stuff, so they think they're gonna call the Seattle one like the deep sea because of how dark everything is, which I I'm down for it. That makes sense. That's kind of cool. So the Kraken are very much in this series, and I, I would. This is what I love about the Stanley Cup playoffs. Anything could happen. Seattle could knock out Colorado in the first round, and no one would be surprised. Seattle has I mean, played I them tough. I wouldn't mind seeing that either. Well, I wouldn't either. I and again, I will say this though. I don't want, in case of my team like the Bruins, I don't want an easy path. Like, I don't want to play Toronto and know that we're going to beat Toronto because we're so in their heads that we live rent-free and then get, like, New Jersey and something and then are, like, gifted, like, Seattle or something. Like, I don't want that. I, I do want the hardest path for Boston so that way nobody can make any excuses about, well, you went through a lot of good teams. You deserve to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I mean, but you, in— You got a little tear in your eye there, Ric Flair. Uh, there you go. <laughs> it's my allergies. It's all good. You were saying, though. Uh uh, my thing is, is that I, I I wouldn't mind seeing Seattle just for the sheer fact that we haven't seen them in a playoff. Well, this is before. their first. This is their first uh, experience being in the playoffs. The second year in the league, and 
This is their first run, and I'm glad it's good for it's good for the league. It's good for Seattle. They're trying to make it a hockey town, and they're doing a pretty good job of it. And a lot of people are invested. And I can tell you this: if I lived in Seattle, I would certainly be invested in the in the Seattle Kraken. I'd be careful of them; they're dangerous. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, aren't they one of the fir- the few teams that actually beat us during the regular season? Here's a fun fact for you: the Seattle Kraken are the only team to shut us out this past year when they won three nothing in Boston. They are the only team to shut us out. Everybody else, we scored at least one goal on. Yeah, which it yet again it makes them dangerous. You may not think so, but like if hey, that's a listen, big feat. Uh, the the crazy thing with them is, do they have a lot of superstars? Not necessarily, but they have a bunch of really good veterans and role players who know their spots, who have played playoff games. Their overtime winner that was scored in Game Four, Jordan Eberle, he's played in a ton of playoff games, so mm. he knows the stage. So, yeah, he's learned what get what gets you there, right? Um, the, uh, Dallas, Minnesota series right now is tied at two, uh, Minnesota won a huge game one in double overtime that I watched, which was a great game against Dallas three, two stars came back with a big seven, three win at home, Minnesota won five, one in game three, and then Dallas held on for game four against Minnesota. So each team has won a game in each other's building and in their own. This could definitely go seven games. It's a really good series. The biggest factor with this series is, um, the injury on the very first game to Joe Pavelski, does he come back? If he does, how healthy will he be? Uh, and obviously the play of Jake Ottinger. Can, J- can Jake Ottinger shut the door and help Dallas move on to the next round? So we'll see. Okay. Um, out in the West, uh, as far as like the Pacific Division, uh, three games to one lead Vegas has on Winnipeg, but that could easily go the other way because it's been a tight series for the most part. Um, the Jets came into Vegas and pulled off a 5-1 you know, surprise winning game one. Vegas came back 5-2 in game two to tie it up. Uh, Knights won in a double overtime against the Jets, which I think the game the Jets probably should have won and they blew. And then the Knights, of course, took 4-2 in game four. Um, and like I said, it's just a tight series, but the Knights are obviously finding ways to get past Connor Hellebuck. And that's all you need to that's do. That's all you need to do. So the Knights can take care of business, uh, I think tomorrow, no, two nights on Thursday night because um, they played last night. So we'll see. I mean, the Jets have their backs against the wall. And from what I've been told, what I've heard before, no player will play harder in their entire life until your back is against the wall. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if the Jets can bring it. And then obviously getting a chance to go back to game six back in Winnipeg. Got a raucous crowd, but you got to win. You haven't, they haven't won yet at home. Winnipeg, they've lost both games. That overtime game was key. If they could have won that overtime game. Now you're at least two, two at, at worst. Yeah. But that won't be the case. So. Yeah, because they were given the statistics the other day for teams that are, either went 2-2 or 3-1 it's in the not, series. It's not a good statistic. Not a no. good statistic. Nine times out of ten, the 3-1 team usually loses. They don't – well, the team up 3-1, I should say, usually wins. Yeah. The team that's down does not win. Usually 2-2 is more of an even playing field. Yeah. And obviously that game five is pivotal. Oh, yeah. Speaking about game five is going to be pivotal, <laughs> <laughs> this will be uh, – is this tonight's game? Tonight's game, yes. The uh, one that's – a little under the radar because it's a, it's a late game, but Oilers Kings has been a hell of a series. Hmm. Uh, Kings won an overtime in Game One four three. Oilers won Game Two four two at home to split the series. Kings won on a bit of a controversial goal in overtime in Game Three where the puck was kind of hit was was it hit with a high stick was it not it went in uh, all that stuff so 
I don't know, but they called it a good goal, so the Kings won 3-2 in overtime. And the Kings looked like they were on their way in Game 4 to take a 3-1 series lead. They were up 3-0 after 1, but the Oilers fought and scratched and clawed their way back, tied it at 4, won it in overtime, 5-4, with a Zach Hyman goal, and three of the four games have gone to overtime. This game is, the series is a crapshoot, and it could go either way. It could go 7, and obviously, you know, the league would probably, I would say, prefer to see Oilers go on because of McDavid and Dreisaitl, but don't count the Kings out. So yeah, I mean that's the one thing is like this. It's not scripted. Plus, so. plus. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> plus, let's talk about this quick storyline. If the Kings get out of the first round and Vegas gets out of the first round, the Kings are playing Jonathan Quick potentially in round two. And oh. don't think Jonathan Quick's not gonna want to play instead of Laurent Brassois, even though Quick's probably had not played a lot of minutes. He'll be like, "Listen, I know this team inside and out. I want to beat this team, and I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him the reins." Uh, we'll that see would be it. interesting. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes if Brassois is playing well. But you could do a three goalie rotation like they've been doing all year with Brassois, Thompson, and Quick, or not all year, but towards the end of the year. That way, you've always got a fresh goalie ready to rock and roll. That is true. So we'll see. But those those are the quick breakdowns of uh, each series, and it's obviously been it's been a hell of a playoff run so far, and I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing some more. Yeah. Uh, as far as today's real episode goes, which we won't go too long with this because there's no need for it. Um, long time listener, uh, Colin, and thanks for listening, Colin. As always, uh, he's a bit of a believer, and welcome to the Do You Believe segment. Ooh. <laughs> Um, that sports are scripted, that every team or the league hands out a script and they get it. And this is what's supposed to happen. And I know there's been jokes made about it before. And people are saying that it's plausible and happens in football, basically because I would say football is a, a one game, one and done thing. Whereas baseball and other sports have seven game series. You okay over there? Just stretching, burping, burping yourself. So we're going to just run down some quick moments that could be considered potentially scripted i'm more along the lines personally of a mythbusters kind of thing where i'm saying it's plausible it could be i don't think that it is but at the same time there are some instances where i wouldn't exactly rule it out but i'm definitely on the other side of i think it's just sports being sports an act of god a supernatural thing happening case in point the leafs game last night they were down 4-1 came back and tied it 1-5-4 I'm not saying the Lightning wanted that to be scripted. Trust me. I don't under, I just don't, I don't believe in that mindset and that mentality. Like you're an athlete, you've been busting your ass and training your whole life to win a championship and have a legacy. And then you're going to get a league giving you a script going, instead of paying you for playing, we're going to pay you for hush money. You're going to do this. So the Leafs are going to be up three games to one and how oh, won't it be hilarious when they lose in seven games again. If it happens, it happens. It just it'll just be one of those things where you shrug your shoulders and go, "That's the Leafs for you. They haven't won since '04. There's some type of hex over the top of them. They can't seem to break." Yeah. So, and, and I think usually a lot of these people that say it's conspiracy usually are disgruntled fans. They <laughs> well, tend to be. He is an Atlanta sports fan, so he has been struggling a lot. Like he's seen <laughs> he's seen the you know the Yankees win a World Series and the Georgia Bulldogs win national championships. You know. But the two teams he cares about the most, the Falcons and the Hawks, have just not brought that championship, and that's what he—it's what he desires most. He'll claim that he cried when he was when the Kings won the Stanley Cup. He wasn't watching no hockey when the Kings won the Stanley <laughs> Cup. He's not fooling anybody. He's not fooling anybody. 
And you know who else isn't fooling anybody? And I'm going to shout him out right now on the show, even though he doesn't listen. This fraud named Jay. Jay's a fraud. He ain't <laughs> fooling anybody either. I'm not a missing person. I'm very well. It's still very much in Connecticut. I just don't want to be dealing and talked with you because you're a troll. You don't need to be bringing up past shit and talking about how Bruins and Curry Night makes you cry. You don't give a rat's ass about the Bruins. You can't tell me you care about the freaking Bruins when I haven't heard from you all season during this 65-win season. Then you just happen to come creeping out of the woodwork like the cockroach shit you are to tell me, oh, I'm so excited for the Bruins playoff run. I'm not biting on what you got here, bud, because I don't want to be dealing with it. You're not giving me any voodoo. You're not giving me any hex. Because I already told Colin that if the Bruins somehow fail and bomb out of this playoffs, I'm 100% placing the blame on Jay. You can't just look up shit on freaking... Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You can't tell me you're a bigger Bruins fan than me because you can look up fucking Wikipedia and you know shit right off. No, no. If you're a Bruins fan, you know it in your head here. Did I make a couple of mistakes here and there? Sure, I can't keep track of everything, like God. Yeah. But I I would 100% put my test of being a Bruins fan against him because he knows I'll beat him, though. That's why he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> you can't use your phone. You can't be cheating. You can't be doing any of that shit. I mean, if it's any consolation, though, I would probably lose... Uh, a a, uh, a a trivia thing with you as well. There's not too many people that I know that could probably out trivia me when it comes to the Bruins. Very few, <laughs> very few. Like if you're, but talking... I'm still a fan. No, I know that you are, but I mean, you know, you can't just come and go as you please. Like I, I've yelled and argued with him before about it, where I was like, listen, I've been in the trenches watching like three consecutive years where they lost in game sevens. I was there, and you know, I was watching in 2011. I cried. I had to suffer through a lot of shit in 2011. Then all the disappointment after that. 2013, losing the Cup to the Blackhawks. 2019, losing to the absolute clown show, Jordan Bennington. <laughs> Don't start coming into my crease. No, get get out of here. Yeah. That being said, sports <laughs> cons- sports conspiracy theories. Um, So the Warriors blowing a 3-1 lead to the Cavs in the NBA Finals. Is it scripted? Or the Cavs? I mean, again, when you're up against the wall, you're going to play your hardest. So... And obviously the league may have a little to do with it. Maybe the calls go certain ways because of the refs. But the refs, there have been cases where referees were gambling on basketball games they were calling. So I do understand that from some type of standpoint. And obviously it's not good TV if you lose in, in, in five games. It's better TV if the finals are between LeBron and the Cavs and it's um, Curry and the Warriors when the Warriors had a 73-win season and they lost to the Cavs in seven games in an epic final, like yeah. But again, I just don't believe that it's scripted. I'm going to run through some other ones here. The Yankees blowing a 3-0 lead to the Red Sox in 4 leading the Red Sox to do the first ever reverse sweep in baseball, leading to them sweeping the Cardinals to win their first World Series in 86 years. Scripted? I don't know. I feel like Yankee fans certainly would not have wanted them their team to blow a 3-0 lead and then lose to of all teams the Red Sox and then watch the Red Sox win the World Series. Find that hard to believe. Yeah. Gary Anderson missing a field goal in the 98 um, NFC Championship game. I believe it's 98 Championship game. Yeah, against the um, – um, hold on. Against the Atlanta Falcons. I'm have, it says it right there. I'm just having a brain fart. <laughs> the The Vikings that year were 15-1, were looking like they were going to be invincible and they were going to go to the Super Bowl and they were going to play the Broncos. And Gary Anderson, they, the announcer had said, oh, Gary Anderson hasn't missed a field goal indoors in like two years and – they had a chance to go up 10 points, and he hooked it left, and they missed, and 
they end up losing the game in overtime and the Falcons ended up going to the Super Bowl, not winning it, of course, because it's the, the Falcons. But, <laughs> you know, and that being said, obviously, the 28 to three game, I very I find it hard to believe that if you're a Falcons fan, you believe that there was a script that your team was going to go up 28 to three and then you were going to lose the Super Bowl to the Patriots. Again, I do think that the refs kind of helped it along with some questionable calls. But I don't know if it was completely scripted. But we've learned that the the refs just give questionable calls out all the time. Of course they do. But at the same time, like, you know, if you're in an overtime in a playoff game, especially like an NHL playoff game, you don't want to be the reason for why, oh, the ref was the one that made the bad call. That's why the game was lost. And especially if it is an egregious call, like, you really have to do some shit to get a penalty in overtime because the refs don't want to make the calls. Let them play. Let them do their thing. Yeah. But... It's it's tough to do. I mean, we'll see. Um, Leafs blowing the four one lead in Game Seven against the against the Bruins in Game Seven. I I just don't see why the Leafs fans would want that to happen. I I can't say Leafs fans would want that to happen, but I don't see why the script would be that way. Like, why would you tor- keep torturing the Leafs like that? Like, that's one of your big markets. That's your biggest market in Canada is the Toronto media. Yeah. So why would you not want them to go to the next round? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm just going to read off the rest of them quickly because I'm not going to sit here all day doing these. Yeah. Um, the Bruins blowing a 3-0 lead in 2010 to the Flyers, and then having a three nothing lead in Game Seven to only lose that game. I believe it was five four to Philadelphia. I'll say this about that series that year: had Boston won that series, they would have played the Canadians in the finals that year, the conference finals. I feel like they would have. The league would have probably preferred Boston and Montreal in the finals as opposed to Philadelphia and Montreal in the finals. It's still a good matchup, but you can't beat Boston-Montreal, especially when both teams are fairly good. True. Um, the Gruden Bowl, which would be John Gruden going from being the Oakland Raiders coach to the following year he was the Buccaneers coach. The two teams met each other in the Super Bowl, and the Buccaneers just completely destroyed them because Gruden knew all their plays. He was literally their coach the year before. He knew their plays. He knew their formations. And Buccaneers defensive players have gone on record to say, we practiced their plays at our practice. So when we saw a certain setup or formation, we already knew what they were running. Mm. I think it's just I think it's just bad luck on Oakland's part because obviously shit could have happened and Oakland may not have made it. And same with Tampa, but that's just the way it went down. The Harbaugh Bowl between Baltimore and San Francisco where the two brothers, John and Jim, played each other. And there was a power outage in New Orleans and... The Super Bowl got delayed for a bit. I don't know if that was a script, but I think it's just an unfortunate circumstance. Yeah. The tuck rule game will forever be talked about. Where did Tom Brady fumble it? Did he not fumble it? Kind of whole thing that led to, you know, the Patriots rise and sort of the Raiders fall, I guess. Um, The Patriots losing the perfect season. We talked about that with your dad, the legend. I I just, is that the script? Like, yeah, the Patriots are going to go undefeated the whole year. And then out of nowhere, the Giants are going to beat them. With this ridiculous catch from this no-name receiver that's only known for literally one play in his entire career, and the Patriots are going to lose everything and be eighteen and one. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see them. I can understand to do people hating the Patriots, but I just don't see that how that would be a script. I mean, you could try to convince me, but I just I don't know. The Music City Miracle again. I think it's more of a miracle than it is a script. The Bills had a lead late in the wild card game in '99 against the Titans. And the Titans ran this play, which was kind of controversial for a while. Was it a forward pass? Was it lateral? It led to a touchdown. They won. It's all in the history books. Uh, The Miami Miracle, where the Dolphins won on a trick play against the Patriots because the Patriots did not have the right personnel out there because they thought Miami was just going to heave it deep. So they said, we'll put Big Gronk out there. He can just bear paw it down. 
But they didn't do that. They ran a little short pass, and Gronk took the wrong angle, and they lost. And let's just move on because I don't want to talk about that one anymore. <laughs> uh, the wide right with the Bills in the Super Bowl against the Giants with Scott Norwood. Hard to believe that I think that's scripted. I mean, it's a good ending, granted. You know, you have a chance to win the Super Bowl. You miss it. goes wide right. I think it's just a bad kickoff by the – I don't know. I don't know. I That one you might be able to get me a little bit, but I, I, don't, I don't think it's scripted. I don't. Yeah. Um, the no goal with Buffalo versus Dallas uh, where Brett Hull's foot was in the crease. Was it in the crease? Was it not in the crease? Should it have counted? It did. They won the cup. Dallas and Buffalo hasn't really done much since. Uh, the Patriots-Raiders game last year, where for some reason Jacoby Myers thought, hey, there's nobody else behind me except for my quarterback. Let's just throw it back to him when there's like four Raiders defenders that are there. And Mac Jones, of course, got completely demolished by Chandler Jones because Chandler Jones is much bigger and faster than him. Yeah. And then, of course, in the offseason, Jacoby Myers strangely goes to the Raiders. Hmm. Hmm. Not a, <laughs> I think it's just weird coincidence. I don't think that's a script. Yeah. Uh, we also have um, the Blues 2019 Cup run. They were in last place towards, I think, like the end of January or something. And they got Bennington, and this kid comes out of nowhere, and he gets hot, and the team makes the playoffs, and they go on a run. And let's move on. I mean, they won the Stanley Cup, whatever. Nobody cares. <laughs> um, the Astros and their trash cans, legitimate cheating. Don't think that was a script. That's just legitimate cheating. They were hitting trash cans to do, to let um, batters know like what pitches were coming based on what they saw. So they hit the trash can and you would know it'd be a slider. Or they would hit it and they would know it'd be a curveball or something. So you know what's coming. Yeah. The Indians blown a 3-1 lead to the Cubs in the playoffs, in the World Series. Both teams had struggled for a long time trying to win a, a championship. I don't believe that would be a script. It's a good script to the, that, the, that the Cubs won in seven games, but Indians fans were looking just as long to win a championship. And now I think they're the longest active drought in the MLB. Wow. In, yeah. Um. I don't know so much if it's script more than just kind of good TV. The Sosa McGuire home run race in 98 where they would flip off from whatever was on ESPN or Fox or whatever the game was being shown to show McGuire and specifically McGuire, but also Sosa's at bats. And you turn on ESPN for the highlights on SportsCenter. Oh, McGuire hit 55 today. Sosa hit 53. McGuire hit 56. Sosa's at 56. And it was just, it was an amazing, it was an amazing year. It was a good year. Obviously, there was a lot of steroids involved with it, but mm. it's good for baseball to see, you know, the whole home run race and the fact that McGuire did hit the sixty-two off of um, against the Cubs against of all teams, the Cubs in in, in San Fran- in San Francisco in St. Louis is pretty remarkable. Yeah, wouldn't say it's a script though. Um, Vegas's expansion run. I mean, they make the team in their first year as an expand. They make the playoffs in their first year as an expansion team and get all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. No other expansion team has done that. I will say this about Vegas, though. They had the benefit of getting a lot better talent and players around them than any other expansion teams like the Thrashers or the Wild or the Blue Jackets or the Predators had because back then you were getting bottom-of-the-barrel players or very aging veterans, and you were not going to be... If you look back at those teams the first probably five or six years, maybe except for Minnesota, they were bad, and I mean bad. Yeah, now with the league, there's so much depth. Right, but it also helps, too, that you can only protect so many players, so you're going to lose somebody good, at least in some cases for some teams because there's so much talent. Yeah. So you, what are you supposed to do? Like, um, Obviously, um, the Leafs-Lightning game last night we talked about, and we'll save this one for last because I know this one you know very well. The Messier game six, we will win. 
guarantee where he makes a funny comment in the New York Post or whatever about, oh, yeah, we're going to beat the Devils in game six and we'll win tonight and whatever, and guaranteed victory. And they're down 2-1, and he manages to tie it, take the lead, and, oh, yeah, no big deal, just put in a freaking empty net goal from his own end or whatever to get a hat trick in game six after he had already (laughs) guaranteed victory. And that's biblical. That's not a script. That's biblical. That's that's just, again, that's that's me saying that's sports being sports. Yeah. Mark Messier comes in as this messiah who's supposed to help lead the Rangers to a Stanley Cup. They're on the brink of elimination. He scores three goals to get a hat trick, wins the game. They end up winning in overtime in Game 7 with the Matteo-Matteo goal, and obviously they went and won the Cup. But Yeah, and at that point, like you said, it's not a script. It's more, more along the lines of one player deciding, hey, I'm not losing this shit. If right. my team can't score, I'm going to fucking score. Right, and what is what is that saying? The player with his back against the wall is going to play the hardest that he's ever played in his entire life. I am fully expecting, when we have Game 5 with Florida, that Florida is going to press hard. It's good that we're at home. It's good Bergeron might be back, but Florida is going to be pressing us all game. Oh, yeah. Because they want to get back to Florida to get a Game 6 and then potentially a Game 7. I obviously would prefer to just wrap this shit up in 5, have a little bit of rest, and get ready for probably Toronto, maybe Tampa Bay. Yeah. With that being said, this has been a very interesting episode. I did appreciate it. Thanks again for Mom for giving me uh, giving us a call. I'm glad we figured out that we'd have to just talk with the phone in the middle here instead of using the microphones. Yeah, that is weird. I figured it would like f- send the feedback back to the phone so you could hear us, but I guess not. It's doing it through the phone speaker. So from now on, when we call people, we'll have to put the phone in the middle. Right. I will say that she did a fabulous job talking, and she's got a very natural radio voice. Yeah, yeah. She did a wonderful job. So shout she out to She had everything you. planned out already. She was ready to rock and roll, man. And she, I wasn't sure what she was going to do. I thought we were going to have to start asking her questions. And she started hitting us with suggestions about stuff. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> she came prepared. Shit. Yeah. Okay. She, hey, you know what? That's good. She's been listening to the show, so she knows. She doesn't know. Um, that being said, we are the Wiki Case Podcast, streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and wherever you can get all major podcasts as well as YouTube. All episodes, unless otherwise told by us, come out at noon on Sundays. It might be uh, changing the format. We'll see. We'll talk about that. Okay. Phone number 774-764-9074. Uh, again, that's 774-764-9074. If any ladies out there want to give a call. Yeah. But but you said last week that you didn't want to, you, you weren't concerned about those ladies. Well, listen, if, if they come hither, I'll talk. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nobody specifically, Emily. Um, you know, it's fine. Uh, email uh, thewikiks at gmail.com. Website www.thewikiks.com. Socials Facebook, Instagram, the Twitter, Twitter, at thewikidks. And of course, that Patreon, which will put more. If more people sign up for Patreon, $3 a month, patreon.com forward slash wikiks. We'll put more shit out there. Now that your uh, your mom is on there, though, we should be putting content we, up every we, week. We will put up content. I know you've got a bunch of like goofy pre-show things you can put up there, I'm sure, or whatever. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of things. There's all kinds of stuff we have, some goofball moments. Um, And again, if you want to be on the show, let us know. Send us an email. Send us a, a message or whatever, and give us your number, and it's easier for us to call us than it is for you to call for you to call us than it... We'll give you a call. Right. We'll give you a call instead of you calling us. It's very... <laughs> it's, it's Doing been, the dance over here. I'm doing a pants dance over here, and it's just something. 
Uh, with that being said, thanks for tuning in. Peace and love, y'all. Let's get wicked. Wicked pisser.